Hello and welcome to The Mock Review with Ben and Drew. I'm Ben Garmo. And I'm Drew Evans. Well, Drew, this is the third year in a row that we have done our trial by combat preview episodes. Uh, They're always episodes that we really enjoy breaking down. I mean, we started this podcast kind of like right about the time that trial by combat became a thing for the first time two years ago. Uh, And we're really excited. We've got two really awesome competitors uh, on that. We're going to talk to uh, in this episode. Uh, Drew, I'm really excited to talk to uh, the couple of people that we've got scheduled today. Yeah. So uh, as you've alluded to, Ben, we, we are going to be talking to two different competitors. First, uh, we're going to hear from Regina Campbell of UChicago. Uh, obviously, Regina Campbell is a decorator, decorator competitor. Uh, she also competed at Trial by Combat last year. So hopefully we'll be getting the, uh, the words of a veteran uh, on the podcast from her. And then afterwards, we'll be speaking to Sonali Mehta of Duke. Um, Sonali is obviously, this is her first time competing in Trial by Combat, but uh, she recently won the best opening uh, at UCLA's uh, online competition. So hopefully she'll be able to lend her knowledge and experience that she has. Obviously, she's also a very well-decorated competitor. So we're really looking forward to speaking to both of them and getting different perspectives, but from two seniors, from absolute powerhouse programs that are both in really good spots to make a strong run and strong push uh, at trial by combat. Um, But uh, we must admit this is not the only thing we have in the hopper. We have so much material we wanted to, get, to talk about for Trial by Combat this year that we're not going to do it in just one episode. So, Ben, I'll kick it back to you. Tell our listeners what can they expect in part two of this uh, series. Yeah, so we're really excited to talk to Regina and to Sonali, like you said, two uh, fantastic and incredibly decorated competitors. Uh, but of course, you know, the last couple of years, we've gotten a chance to talk to Justin Bernstein about the competition. Uh, this year, we're going to talk to the other half of Trial by Combat, and that's Abby Heller, uh, Professor Abby Heller of Drexel University. Uh, Abby's an amazing, amazing coach and uh, professor. She does an incredible job. Uh, one of my former students, uh, Nahir Nanavati, is a rising 2L in Drexel Law's program and uh, says you know nothing but great things about her. And we're really excited to get to talk to her uh, in part two of this uh, sort of series on TBC, if you will, to uh, break down a little bit of her approach to the competition, her approach to running uh, the program at Drexel and just the unbelievable facilities uh, that they have there. And then we'll also get a chance, Drew and I, to break down the field a little bit, take a look at each of the competitors, and uh, I'm sure chat a little bit about how myself and and Sydney are uh, getting ready to uh, compete at Trial by Combat. So that'll be our next episode. This is the one that we've got uh, Regina and Sonali on. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back for our conversation with the University of Chicago's Regina Campbell. Welcome back to The Mock Review. We're pleased to be joined today first by Regina Campbell and Peter Bound of Chicago Mock Trial. Uh, You may be familiar with either one of these competitors. Regina, of course, is a two-time All-American. She's the outgoing president of Chicago Mock Trial. Uh, She was a competitor at Trial by Combat uh, last year and will be competing again this year. Uh, And she also, of course, won Best Closing Argument at the 2020 Online Mock Trial Championship recently hosted by UCLA Law. Peter was the vice president of finance for Chicago Mock Trial this past season and was an all-region and all-national witness 
for Chicago this season. We're really thrilled to have both of them on to talk about their season and Regina's experience and plans for trial by combat. So Regina, Peter, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us. Thank you. This is fun. We're very excited. And uh, thanks for having us. It's our pleasure. We're really excited to talk to both of you. We've been looking forward to this. Uh, But we do want to start the way we always start at the beginning. And so I'll start with you, Regina. Can you tell uh, our listeners, what's your mock trial origin story? How did mock trial start for you? Sure. So um, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, It was my first day of school, actually, and I was very late. Um, And my first class was this like law and government class, uh, which I don't know why that existed. And I didn't know it was really a thing, but apparently it was a thing. Um, And I... I come to class, I stroll in late, and this is like a huge class of 40 people. There's only one seat left, and it's right next to the teacher. And so I kind of do the walk of shame to the front of the class, and I see this, like, terrifying old white dude, and he's glaring at me. Like, I could, I could, his eyes were, like, piercing. They were, like, super blue, whatever. Um, this guy ended up being Bill Wicker, who was going, who was soon to be my four-year mock trial coach, but at the time, he was just my teacher. Um And obviously it was the first day of everyone's freshman year. So he was talking about some of the activities at school and he was like, oh, we also have a mock trial team. I'm the coach, you know, come to the interest meeting if you you like to join. He was very nonchalant about it. Um, And so hearing this, I was like, oh, great. This is my chance. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to class or I'm going to go to this uh, this interest meeting and I'm going to win over his favor from like being, (laughs) you know, this like late kid. Um, So I go to the interest meeting and my my coaches one was Joe Wicker. The other one was a, a woman named Dr. Martha Williams. They roll out this like TV. It was like on a cart. I don't know if anybody remembers that or knows what that was like, but it was kind of bizarre <laughs> looking back on it now. I, I do. I don't know if Drew does. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they put in the, the 2009 Texas high school mock trial competition tape, which um, featured my school, my high school, and the three people sitting at council table, the three lawyers in this round from my school were three black women. Now I saw this and I was like, oh, perfect. This is great. This is right up my alley. This is what I'm supposed to do. Wonderful. I'll join. Um, I didn't know at the time that this was incredibly rare. In fact, the next time I saw a council table with three black women was seven years later at Gamty, which was Howard's uh, mock trial team. They had an all women female council table last year. Um, but yeah. Being 14, had no idea, and I thought it was going to be fine. And uh, you know, I joined the team and have not stopped. Have not stopped since. Well, Peter, and I've got the same question for you. Obviously, you know, you've been competing with Chicago for a couple of years, but let's talk about your origin story. How did mock trial start for you specifically? Um, so, perhaps unfortunately, but maybe fortunately, I um, began my mock trial career much later in life. Um, I was a freshman at U Chicago. Um, and I sort of still had that high school complex where I had the idea of like, if I joined like a ton of clubs, um, my resume would be impressive and like I would be popular or something like that. Um, so I went around joining, um, like a ton of different crap, um, joined the Frisbee team, joined the rugby team. And then I somehow ended up in a mock trial info session. Um, and I remember, uh, distinctly actually hearing about the witnessing component and being like, man, that sounds really strange. Like, I don't know who would want to do that. That's, that's a weird thing to do. Um, but so I show up to the audition. Um, I think I was like the only kid there who wore like a blazer. Um, so it looked like an absolute tool. It was like something that was very clearly casual when I showed up in a blazer. Um, and then Regina 
somehow decided to let me on the team. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of it. I've been plaguing the program since. Okay, Peter, I have to quickly address something. I also played rugby for my four years in college, and I thought that like I was the unicorn that did rugby and mock <laughs> trial. I don't really know many other people that do that. And I just wanted to take a moment of solidarity with fellow <laughs> rugby mockers. It's a, it's a truly uh, two very, very different activities, but that is awesome. I, I admire both activities very highly. Um, and I just wanted to note that that's, that's awesome. Uh, so to, to kind of, both of you were um, have been a part of Chicago Mock Trial for for some time now, and you know Chicago Mock Trial has been a pretty successful program to say the least through the last uh, few years. Um, while you both have been a part of it, uh, most recently in the 2019 Nationals, you guys got third in your division. Obviously, a very very good performance. Um, but this year ended a little bit sooner than we would have all liked, and I'm kind of wondering from you guys. Uh, and Regina, we'll start with you, and then Peter. You know, I'll kind of if you have anything to add, we'll ask you to add on. Um, but how has this year been? I mean, obviously the season ending early wasn't great, and this is a year where you're kind of getting a chance to come back to nationals um, after a successful, a, a very successful previous year, and it's in your home state. You know, it's nearby. So how how has that been? Yeah, we were we were definitely hoping for for great things this year, um, and we thought competing in Chicago would be work to our advantage. Um, but uh, overall, the year was really, really exciting and successful. Um, our, our A team last year was very young or yeah, pretty young. So we were all able to return and continue competing together this year, get to know each other better, um, work better together. Um, and we're kind of like a small tight knit A team. And so um, it was, it was nice in my opinion to, to be able to part of the season that we could, um, you know, be a part of, it was great and it was worth it. Um, and it was also really exciting. The other teams in our program did a great job throughout this year. Our B team specifically was, was very good. Um, and they just barely made it out of, uh, out of orcs this year. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a year where we, we got to see a lot of our, um, a lot of the people in our program, both on the A team and like throughout the program really grow and, and come into themselves and become the excellent, these excellent competitors. And so I personally feel really good, leaving the program next year. Um, there's some pretty talented people, as I'm sure you guys will be hearing about very soon in your, in the mock trial community, um, still in the program. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, those are my overall feels. I don't know what you're thinking, Peter. Um, so, so, so I, I suppose on the, the subject of the idea of nationalism in Chicago, um, I, I will admit that like, I, I actually found this idea quite captivating. I think in part because it was, um, Regina's last year, um, and and I, I think like so, something about our A team for, for anyone who sort of knows the program is as Regina said it's very tight knit, but um, I would say it, it it's also um, there's sort of uh, I think a feeling that, that Regina really had a, a huge part in, in each and every one of our development. I know, no, no, really, I I was um, really my first year in the program I was a bit of a delinquent. I was on the C team, really, really did not care or enjoy mock trial, care about or enjoy mock trial. Um, and it wasn't until Regina was like, you know, you could actually be good if you tried, um, you know, come and, come and be on a team with me, that I really started to enjoy the activity. And, and I think each member of our team has a story like that. And, and I think that there, there was something, you know, this is Regina's last year. Um, it's going to be in Chicago. It's going to be in our hometown. You know, we're going to win. Um, 
I think that that's a thought that kept me going a lot during the season, to be honest. And I, I think that there's also sort of an interesting um, um, component in that. I think there's like oftentimes like a, like a, a dichotomy in mock trial, I think, between what people think of coastal mock trial or what people think of Midwestern mock trial. Or, you know, people think that there's like, um, you know, there's an East Coast style sort of to do with Yale. And maybe if you're from New York, you're mean. Or, you know, people from the West Coast, you know, they're the great, great witnesses. But if you've ever been to a tournament in the Midwest, it's like things get really funky really quickly. Um, and it, it, there was something I think maybe interesting about um, finishing it up in Chicago. Well, I think that it's it's fair to say that it's been disappointing for some, but it's nice to hear that you guys both uh, can at least look back fondly on it. And, and it sounds like, uh, as many would probably suspect, Regina, that you've had such a, a big impact on this uh, this team and this organization. I want to bring us back actually to, to last year now um, and talk a little bit about your experience at Trial by Combat in 2019. Um, so, Regina, this was the first time you got to go uh, to Trial by Combat. And, you know, obviously the, the field last year was majority seniors. A lot of them had been coming, had come back. So how was it for you as a, a first timer? What was the general feeling that you had going into it? Did you enjoy it? Was it a horrible experience that you somehow are doing again for no reason? And what, what's the deal? Yeah, I, I, uh, so I, I think I came into it really excited. It's obviously kind of a, an honor to be, even be invited and, and kind of be considered a competitor who is worthy of competing with all these other fantastic competitors. And last year it was full of so many just like superstars. It was, it was very intimidating. Um, I think, I think I remember thinking at the end of TBC last year that it was difficult where I thought it was going to be easy and it was easy where I thought it was going to be difficult. So I thought because I had met up with one of my friends and he was a, he was a captain of mine. Um, his name is Chris Summers um, from U Chicago. And we had discussed like what the time or Sam, Chris and I all came together and talked about oh, like how much time we're going to spend prepping this and how much energy we're going to put into this and like what my strengths and weaknesses are. Like we did all this like thoughtful planning. And so I went into it being like, great, we have a schedule. We're going to stick to it. It's going to be great. It was not great. (laughs) We kind of just like, like things started. And before you know it, hours are passing and you're like hodgepodging everything together and trying to throw a case together. And then you're like, oh shit, I got to, oh, sorry. Oh snap. (laughs) I have to eat and I have to sleep. And (laughs) Just all this stuff kind of comes at you so quickly. And so the timing, I thought somehow 24 hours, I was like, oh, that's plenty of time. It is not. Um, the thought, the part that I thought was going to be hard was reading and preparing the case, just like physically writing out a direct examination with a case that you just read or a cross-examination, a case that you just read um, and, and the statements and thinking about objections, like all of that stuff seemed very difficult to me. But in the practice of doing it, the cases are are written to be tried 24 hours later, which I didn't really think about. And so they're really simplified compared to, obviously compared to an AMTA case, but really compared to any mock trial case I'd, I'd um, tried in my, in my previous uh, uh, years. And so um, coming up with a, a clear and concise case theory turned out to be pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, and, and so I, I really kind of enjoyed that, that portion of, of prepping for, for TBC. Um, but again, the time moves so quickly and it is 10, 11, 12, one in the morning, two in the morning, so quickly. And you just can't slow it down. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny just reacting to that, having 
obviously didn't compete, but I coached last year and it, I found that it, it tested me in ways that I just didn't expect, right? Like we also did scrimmage beforehand and we prepared and we tried to like have a sense of when we were going to move from one thing to the other. Mm -hmm. And you have to be ready to just change that and not like to change things and not freak out about changing things, right? To be like, we expected to be here at this point and we're not, and that's okay. Like, it's it's okay. Let's go get sushi. It's not a big deal. Like we're gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, and there were there were also things that you thought we went into it thinking it was gonna be. There were things that you thought were gonna take a lot more time that actually took that actually took very little time, and things you thought were gonna take no time that actually took a bunch of time. Right. Yeah, it's 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 such a unique challenge, and and I I'm really looking forward to doing it again. But it's 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 really gonna be it it just tests you in ways you don't expect, and yeah. and that kind of is a natural transition to 2020, right? Because yeah. obviously 2020, I mean, you're a returner, right? You're one of, you know, you and Sydney are the only people who are coming back. Right. But in many ways, it's a brand new tournament. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts? I mean, this is such a broad question, but like, what are your sort of initial thoughts on what it's going to be like transitioning from doing this in person last year to doing a virtual trial by combat in 2020? Yeah, well, I... <laughs> I was one of the people who was very skeptical of, of online mock trial competitions. Okay. I don't know if there was a community of us. I stand in solidarity with, with whoever was like, this is not going to work because I was like, eh. um, to the point where I was talking to Sam and like being like, do you think I can get my deposit back if I say I don't want to do it now? Just cause like, I was like, I don't know if this is a, this is going to be an enjoyable experience, you know, standing in my living room, you know, prancing around. Uh, I didn't know if I could like get into it. Um, so I was I was worried about about TBC this year just not being I don't know just not being an enjoyable experience. Um, so I think obviously everybody has to kind of go into it with a with a different kind of approach um, because now you're not talking to a jury you're talking to a small you know circle on your laptop and you kind of need to figure out how far out of frame you can go before. Nobody can see you anymore, which is going to be a struggle for me because my one of my coaches, Kevin, uh, who's actually coaching me for TBC this year, Kevin Solove, um, he tells me that I like, run laps around the well because I like move so much because I can't stay still. So I'm like very concerned <laughs> about this whole staying in the frame situation. Um, yeah, and I also took a look at uh, Top Gun this year because it was live streamed, which was very useful for any TBC competitors. I hope everybody got a chance to check it out. And if you didn't, it's all still online um, on their YouTube page. But um, I was curious about how Top Gun, which also did, you know, went virtual this year, how they kind of navigated that online space. Um, And I don't know, it seemed doable, but it seemed different. Um, Hmm. And yeah, I, I guess I'll say this. I think more, most of my energy this year is going to be going into making sure like, the camera can see me well and hear me well. And like, there's not like, I don't want there to be any issues with um, not being able to try the case because people can't see and hear me, but I'm not going to worry so much about, which I, which is what I think I did last year. I worried about what am I going to say? How much stuff can I write in advance? Like, is there rhetoric that I can like, you know, borrow from old cases that I've seen before and like have it in my back pocket so that when I see this case, no, 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 I'm not doing that this year. That was a lot of work. And also none of it really worked out for me anyway. So, um, I think the biggest challenge is the logistics, but once that is overcome, I think what Top Gun indicated to me is that, you know, it can be done, (laughs) you know, it can be accomplished. So here we are. 
I so I had a similar reaction to, from watching Top Gun. I, I think I had some similar levels of skepticism to the concept. And I, I think my sort of follow up question. Uh, so, I mean, you alluded to this, but like I've, you know, we've competed against you guys and I've seen you go in person a couple of times and you like, I mean, you joked about how much you move around the courtroom, but I think like you have such a powerful in-person presence. I think it is a huge part of what, you know, is made you successful. It's and just, you're captivating to watch as an advocate. And are you concerned about whether or not that is something that you can translate to a medium like a virtual competition? Oh, that's a good question. You kind of scared me now. I'm like, dang, is that, is that all I have going for me? You know? <laughs> I, I don't mean to ask a gotcha. I think, I think you're going to be fine, but I'm just curious from your perspective, like, you know, how do you think this is something that can translate? You know what? I had more worries <laughs> before this can sound kind of arrogant and douchey, but whatever. Um, I had more worries before the, the, uh, what was it called? The online mock trial sort of uh, competition. I thought it would be mm-hmm. a lot more difficult to, mm-hmm. to translate me onto camera, you know, across across technology. I thought that might be weird. And honestly, watching myself is very weird. Um, and I look crazy and I, I really don't understand uh, what, what judges are saying, but whatever, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to question their judgment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think I have more faith now just because I think it's, uh, I think it's possible to communicate um, power and vigor and passion online. Um, I think I was able to do it before. I've seen a lot of Top Gun competitors do it or I saw a lot of Top Gun competitors do it over the weekend. Um, and so, I don't know. I think I think it's possible. I do think it might be a challenge. I didn't think it was going to be as much of a challenge until you said that. And now your question is making me think, oh, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe not, but we'll, we'll see. I guess I guess the world will see. Well, Regina, I'm glad you brought up the, the online championship, though, because this was something that was pressing, that I was intrigued about. I mean, you, you just came off this very impressive win to win the the best closing in the competition uh and and i'll I'll say this as you know i was someone that judged the competition um and i I didn't have you as one of the people that that uh i was looking at their videos but yours uh you happen to leave unlisted whether intentionally or not and so i actually had seen it before i looked at the other ones and was comparing it and i was like yeah like i i agree like i think that hers was far better than the others that i saw uh i'll leave it at that and i i agreed with the result and i thought you did a tremendous job and i thought that the experience you had from doing that to me makes a lot of sense to prepare you well for this and so i, I i'm glad that you brought it up but i'm i'm curious to you that experience of doing the online uh, competition. What? What? Uh, what's? Uh, was there anything that surprised you? Was there anything difficult that came up that you kind of had to overcome and figure out about doing this, you know, mock trial in front of a camera? I mean, as as Ben yeah. pointed out, moving around and owning the well is such a big part of it, and you can't do that in the same way through a webcam. No. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I I realized that. You know, people, people, you know, people give you comments and feedback and some, some stuff you take, some stuff you don't. But I was like, yeah, I really should have taken some of this feedback that I've gotten over the years. I, I move a lot. It's like, I, you know, I'm, I make a lot of faces. I look a little, I think I look really insane, actually, when I, when I uh, <laughs> do, do mock trial. It looks like I'm, um, I'm like having a mental breakdown every time I say something. It's like very intense. Um, but I, I thought, yeah, I thought. 
I don't know. I think it might be different between TBC and, and this online competition because everything was pre-recorded. So I had the sense that like, in theory, a judge could like stop the video and like rewind and like relook at stuff. So I, I think I felt mm. a lot more anxiety about it. Whereas like when you're in person, you know, something happens and it's kind of over, but it felt like it was more uh, permanent when it's, when it's recorded. Um, so, so I worried about, about, I don't know how many judges had the time or energy to go back and, and rewatch or, or re-examine things, but um, to the extent that they did, I was like, they can pick apart all these little flaws that are like, I'm not seeing or I'm not getting. And I don't know. I, I had some anxieties about that. Um, and this sounds like not that big of a deal, but I really do think it's a big deal making sure not to move too far out of the camera's eye because, you know, I recorded that video over and over because, you know, I kept like leaving and then I was like unseen and I was like in a corner somewhere and I was like, why, what am I doing? Um, and I had, you know, another one of my close friends who was also a, a, a captain of mine at U Chicago mock trial, Cleo, Sophia Kohler, uh, watched the video for me and she had to be like, you're, you're kind of making a lot of faces here and you're moving a lot. And it's like very obvious on camera. <laughs> and I was like, ah, um, anyway, that was a long answer, but that's all to say that I think there's lots of considerations that need to be made while when going into any online competition, because, you know, there are things that the camera can see that, you know, a normal human eye wouldn't or that you probably wouldn't think about. But now you can see yourself. And so you have to think about it. I don't know if that I don't know if that makes sense. I, I saw the blooper video that you made uh, <laughs> for your making of the video. And it's like yeah. one of the funniest things I have ever seen. I loved watching it. It's great. And it's, it's really, really funny. And I think that at least for my part, I was like, wow, you can really see how many times you shot this and reshot it. And we're like, you, I, I can tell the, the perfectionist in you of just like, oh, no, that's not exactly the way that I wanted it. And it's nice to have the comfortability of a video where you can record it over and over again until you get it exactly right. And I'm, I'm convinced that you had many more takes than you probably needed. Um, but I think that it's interesting because that's just so different from the way mock trial is normally yeah. in the way that it'll be at trial by combat. You don't get a, a reshoot if something doesn't go the way you wanted it to. So uh, I just, I wanted to mention that. I thought it was just kind of an interesting side note. I, I don't know if this is a quite like, the the blooper like did you just kind of like were you just watching the bloopers you're like i thought these would be funny and so like like was there any particular thought process behind <laughs> deciding to share that yeah it was it was well i did i did genuinely think it was very funny and what because okay here's here's what happened i okay so at, when i was filming the video it was the day that it was due so like i waited to the last minute because i kept trying to edit and re-edit the the written work and then so then i had to like record it all and it was basically i ran out of time so i was like really panicking and then as as i was doing it like i was talking to another competitor from duke Trist tristan maholtra and he was like oh some people have already like published theirs and i was like oh my god really um and so i was like okay, I'm, I'm not gonna watch theirs I'm just going to focus on mine. And so I was like a lot of, a lot of the, the footage that is seen in those blooper videos is just me like panickingly trying to throw the, throw the, uh, the, the footage together. Okay. That's, I can't put that in. What are you doing? Again. Take two. Should I get a little bored and right? Okay. Focus. Oh, oh, she's wide. She <laughs> I can't.
Um, and then I went and watched the other videos when I was done with mine and I like finally pressed submit. And I realized that uh, you can you don't have to do it all in one take, apparently. Uh, some people, uh, you know, put in the beginning like, oh, welcome. People like edited their videos a little bit. Um, I don't know how you felt about cutting stuff out. In fact, I think I actually watched an episode of, or listened to an episode rather of this podcast where you, where you seem kind of critical of that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just didn't realize that editing was a, was a thing until after I submitted the video. Um, so I kept trying to do it all in one take, which is what made all of the, uh, all of the mistakes, <laughs> if that makes sense. So No, it, it certainly does. Uh, I, I definitely remember that that conversation. I think that at least I'll say for my part, I think that not editing it looked better just because it feels a little more realistic to to mm-hmm. have it done in one case. When you start editing it a lot, be like I'm watching a movie, not really a, a mock trial uh, closing. <laughs> um, I, I do actually want to, while we're on the topic of this online competition, though, Peter, um, you were the runner up in the witnessing competition for this. And uh, I mean, that that is of course, a exceptional, exceptional accomplishment. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you what you kind of thought of the competition and how you went about deciding how to witness. Um, you know, how did you decide who was going to direct you? Um, you know, what was the, what was the process for like that? Yeah. Um, well, so n- not to dwell too much on the, the NCT, but I think um, um, the, the re- I, I didn't necessarily, I think, understand the, uh, like exactly how seriously um, Justin Bernstein was taking the competition like until they like published brackets on the, the empty Facebook page. So like I, I, I certainly thought it was um uh much more low key uh than it turned up being. But um I, I remember just um I was somewhere between like the denial phase and the anger phase of like nationals not happening. And I was like, Well, you know, if nationals doesn't happen, um I you know, I really wanted to just do this this one witness that I've been playing all year. Which uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's it's a strange witness. It's like this kind of like divorce guy. He's like he's a cuckold. Things are looking good. Well, it, it's a funny story, really. You see, um, after I was fired, I uh, was coming home with my belongings, only to find that my wife was in bed with the the local deacon. Um, needless to say, this 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 was a blow. But I was firm. I said, uh, listen, Gertrude, it's, it's, it's very simple. Either he goes or, or I go. So about a week later, I was in a flight out to Midlands. Um, but so this was run pretty much all year on our team. It's uh, something that I really enjoy doing, even if um, it's not necessarily the most conventional mock trial thing ever. Um, and, and the outfit is just... Um, it's like what I wore during the season. Um, so, so I was just like, you know, we should run this back. This might be the last time. Uh, it should be fun. Um, I, I think I sort of do regret maybe doing that witness just because, um, as I'm sure many people were, I was uh, at home with my family. And I don't really tell my family, like, almost anything about what mock trial is or, like, why I'm gone all these weekends. Um, because, you know, the truth, the truth can be, uh, embarrassing. But so when they figured out, like, I just kind of put on like an electric blue turtleneck and, and talk about my ex-wife, I think they were like less impressed with my, um, you know, mock trial commitments. But, um, yeah, um, uh, Ruby Scanlon was gracious enough to direct me. Um, she's a really good friend of the program. Um, and she wanted to do it. And I felt like it would be fun. I also like, um, I know that in theory, uh, like a monologue, 
was an option, right, for the direct, but I, I felt like that would just be um, a little strange. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the overall experience was like a little bit bizarre. Um, I think like not having the jury to respond to as a witness is like kind of tough because I think most people who witness are uh, like into attention and, you know, into the audience being invested. Um, but no, yeah, I, I thought it was a really fun opportunity um, and I, I certainly enjoyed doing it. Well, Peter, I'm, I'm also kind of curious, you know, you've worked with Regina for some time now and, and as you spoke to earlier, you know, she's been uh, someone that you've got to to see and then she's been someone who's pushed you but do you have any fun stories you can give us about Regina you know <laughs> I, I think that it, it, it's just uh, we have this great opportunity to talk to someone that's you know been with her every step of the, the way to a certain extent for the last few years and yeah you know, there's got to be something right I mean let, let's hear some of the dirt that maybe she wasn't going to tell us the dirt oh my word there's um remember I can still cut you Peter so don't uh <laughs> I feel like I should be better prepared for this because um, there's really just so many Regina stories but I think I don't know if these are stories but I think these are um, two of my, my favorite things that Regina does at tournaments well actually there's a few but uh, one of them is that um, whenever we, we break for round right like inevitably um, people will be goof like you know in a recess people will be goofing off people will go to the bathroom um, and whenever Regina's annoyed at the team, um, she'll say, what's my one rule, right? And it'll be whatever annoying thing the, the person is doing. So whether it's going to the bathroom, whether it's talking, you know, whether it's like losing the demo, um, whatever. Um, I think another classic Regina story, I think maybe that has to do, I think, with her, with her physical presence, which I think anyone who's seen her in round can attest that she's extremely energetic. Um, one time, I believe it was Nationals last year, Regina jumped up for a demo. The chair goes flying back behind her and like cracks her demo in half, which is kind of a lot. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> and in true Regina form, I, you know, I don't think that she ever acknowledged that it happened. <laughs> but um, no, I don't know. Uh, Regina's just fun to be around, and I think anyone who knows her personally knows that. I I love that, and I I I was half expecting you to say that you crack the demonstrative and then somehow turn that into an elaborate analogy for closing or something like that. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. But, I guess. And honestly, like I, <laughs> but seriously though, like I, and this is, this is a testament to both of you guys. After we played you guys in round four at, at Chicago fire, your fantastic tournament, I went back, you know, when we were like sitting, waiting to head home, I was like, did you guys see how calm they were? Like, did you see how slowly they talked and how clearly they talked? And like, cause we spent the whole round talking 300 million words a minute. Cause we were so nervous to play you guys. Um, and like just getting the opportunity to face, cause you both went in that round and you guys, you know, took both ballots and, and that caused you to, I think, would you guys take second or third in, in your division? And so like, it was such a treat for us to get to play you guys because you guys just, what you do at Chicago is pretty fantastic. That's very kind of you. We we thought you guys were great. We, you know, I've never heard a U Chicago. All all of the people who've done U Chicago mock trial before us, if they listen to this podcast and they hear us say that U Chicago was slow, they're going to be very shocked because that is not a word that I've ever <laughs> to describe our program. But uh, I don't know what Peter thought, but I also really enjoyed that round of mock trial. I'd never seen uh, Sydney Gaskins before. I'd only heard the legends, right? Um, I've always only seen the fallen soldiers who had like, you know, come out of her cross examinations. Right. Like, <laughs> um, and I actually heard someone, this can sound a little rude or a little mean, but someone said like, 
oh, she's really good, but she's kind of overrated. This was the same tournament. And I was like, okay. Um, so, so then I see her in round and it, it is, it is incredibly rare when I'm about to close and I don't feel completely ready. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm confident. Like I got this, whatever. Your case is nothing. This is awful. Sydney was closing and I felt like I was getting shot in the chest. Like I was like, oh, that's a good point. Ooh, oh my God. Oh, oh, I was like very much freaking out. I was trying to put on a brave face, but I was like, I don't know. I felt myself getting chills. I had never been that scared getting up for closing or I haven't been that scared in a really long time. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, obviously anyone who's actually seen Sydney knows that, that, that the person I was talking to their their, uh, characterization is, is, is incorrect. I think she's, she's, uh, better than I, than I imagine actually. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, and I'll say this before we wrap up, which is it's very rare as a coach, right? That I get a chance to feel like I can immerse myself in a round. I'm always thinking about, all right, what's working, what's not, you know, like just, that's just the nature of what, and I'm sure it's the same for advocates too. Um, but for those closings, I just closed my computer and I just, I just enjoyed it because you had I mean, two all Americans, two unbelievable advocates sort of going toe to toe. And it was, it was just fun. It was fun to listen to. Uh, and it's like this activity, as much as we all dedicate so much time to it, I feel like those windows of fun are a little rare. Um, and it was, it was just, a, it was really cool to watch. So I, I'm, I appreciate that. And you guys, you made us better by getting to play you. Thank you. Rare. I mean, that's, that, that, that's super kind of you. I just, I just wanted to say from, um, I think more of a spectator perspective, but I certainly like, like commiserate with that sentiment that I think, um, like maybe the dark secret of mock trial is that, you know, um, 90% of rounds I think can be a little bit, um, boring maybe. Um, and, and I distinctly remember, um, you know, that being one of the rounds I think is, 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 um, like seeing rounds like that, I think is, is fundamentally why, I do mock trial, like hitting a team like you guys, hitting a team like UVA, hitting a team like Yale. Um, it's just, um, it's just incredibly theatrical and incredibly um, real in a certain sense, even though it's like the fakest thing, you know, to ever come out of, <laughs> I don't know, humanity, right? Yeah. But um, no, yeah, it was fantastic to hit you guys. I, I feel similarly. And and yeah, seeing Sydney Gaskins was excellent, of course. Well, we can't thank the two of you enough for taking the time to come on. Uh, it was really awesome to get to talk to both of you, to just get a sense of how things work at Chicago and, and just to get, you know, some, some good stories from both of your time competing. Uh, Regina, best of luck at trial by combat. You know, I, I mean, this is a genuine compliment that I hope we don't have to face you. Uh, <laughs> but if we do, I know it'll be a great round. Um, and, you know, more than anything else, best of luck to the two of you guys moving forward. And thank you for taking time to talk to us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. No problem. Good luck to everyone who's at TBC. I hope to hope to see you all. That's not a that's not a challenge. That's like you know, in a good way. Okay, I'm eating my. <laughs> I'll stop talking. <laughs> I think it should be. It'll be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. And after the break, we're going to chat with Sonali, another trial by combat competitor. So we will be right back. Welcome back to The Mock Review with Ben and Drew. We are so pleased to be joined today by Sonali Mehta of Duke. Uh, Sonali, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll get into your the all the number of awards and accomplishments you've had, uh, but as far as this year goes, it's our understanding you were the president of the program at Duke. Um, 
and captain of the A-team. Uh, so let's just start out with the way we always start our, our interviews. What is the origin story? How did you get started? We'll get to Duke shortly after. Sure. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, so I know a lot of people started mock trial in high school. My team likes to make fun of me for this, but I actually started mock trial when I was in eighth grade. Um, we, I, I was like sitting in an English class and this teacher came in and was like, we have a mock trial club. Here are the high schoolers who do mock trial. If any of you want to do it, you can like write an opening statement and try out. And so I went home and looked up what an opening statement was and I wrote it. The case was a jury tampering case, actually. It was pretty cool. And yeah, I did. We went to one tournament and that was my eighth grade mock trial experience. And yeah, I've been doing it ever since. So after eighth grade, I'm assuming through high school and then you get to college, what what kind of once you got to Duke, did you meet people on the team? Did you already know you were going to do mock trial coming into it? Or you know, how did that happen where you joined the Duke program? Yeah, it's kind of funny, actually. So I you know, was definitely, I had done it all through high school, um, you know, not Gladiator Empire, didn't know what those things were back then, but just like kind of our local competitions. And then um, I actually reached, I think I reached out to Tristan Mahotra, um, of course, my teammate at Duke over the summer, right before we both started. And we were in like a academic program together. And so we just started talking and realized we had both done mock in high school. And he was like, do you think you're going to try out for the Duke team? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And so we sort of like practiced for our auditions together and tried out together. Um, and yeah, we both like had such a great time on the team right from the beginning and had, had all four years together. You guys have certainly made quite a strong duo there. Um, both have racked up a number of awards during your time at, at Duke. I, uh, I want to get to them now. So when you were at Duke, uh, my understanding is that as a freshman, you got an award at Orcs, which is not not bad for a, a first <laughs> year. Um, and, and since then, you've continued to have success this last year. Uh, obviously, the season ended a little bit early. But before it had ended, you'd already gotten awards at regionals, at the Richmond Regional, at Great Chicago Fire, uh, at the Scarlet and Gray tournament hosted by Ohio State, and by the tournament that you host yourselves at Duke, um, at Toro, where you got an award as an attorney and a witness. And correct me if I'm wrong, Sonali, I don't think I saw that you have any other witness awards other than that. Like, do you do a lot of witnessing, or is that kind of a, just a fun thing to try as a senior? What was the deal there? Yeah, so um, I that award was I was playing Jordan Ryder, and since my freshman year, I had been telling my coaches, I was like, I act like I do a lot of theater. I did all through high school, all through college. I was like, I like, this is what I do. Like, let me cry, please. And they were like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> it struck me as an expert my freshman year. It was really bad. I was like, I just want to cry. And then finally, my senior year, Eric kind of put us all in like weird roles just at the beginning, just to, you know, see how people would stretch. And he let me play Jordan Ryder and I got that witness award and I felt very uh, gratified for all my pushing. And then he took me off of it and I have a witness. <laughs> and so. Well, and our understanding is, so you got those awards at Toro and then you were at Scarlet and Gray. And I think you mentioned to us before we got on that that weekend had an interesting beginning with, with yes. uh, that particular tournament. <laughs> Yeah, so this is probably my craziest mock trial story over the years, I think. But basically, we had made a demo that involved exacto knifing into a poster. And somebody, I think it might have been me, so I, I'll take the blame for it, but left an uncapped exacto knife in a demo bag. Like we had that like plastic FedEx demo bag. Um, 
and somebody left the knife in it. And so we got there a little bit late. And so Tristan and I were like rushing to captains. The rest of our team was waiting in security and we were walking and I just felt something like slice into my leg. And I looked down and I'm like, ow, like, was that like a pen or something? And there's just blood dripping down my leg. <laughs> and so we stop and I'm like, this is really bleeding. And, you know, we have nothing to stop the blood with. So Tristan out of his backpack pulls out a Kelly Dews cross. And so I use that on my leg to stop the bleeding. <laughs> the first Kelly, the first good Kelly Dews cross all year. Yeah, facts. <laughs> And so he's like, he's like, well, how did this happen? Digging into the demo bag. Sure enough, it's this exacto knife. So I'm sitting here on the courthouse floor and, you know, the, the rest of our team walks by and some other people that we know walk by and they're like, are you okay? What's happening? So somebody gets security. They got like a, you know, I don't know, sort of bandaged it up. And my dad's a doctor. And I knew if I told him he was going to freak out and like, tell me to go to the ER and get stitches <laughs> And I wouldn't get to compete. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm an attorney on both sides. Like my team needs me. I can't do this. So I just didn't tell them. We bandaged it up. It was fine. Did the two rounds and then told my parents after that. And yeah, sure enough, it left a huge scar on my leg, but you know, it was worth it. It was a good tournament. So necessary battle wounds. Yeah, exactly. Blood, sweat and tears. (laughs) Hey, look, I, I, I don't think I've told the story in the podcast, but like when I was competing I had a trial where I got a nosebleed in the middle of trial and you just, just kind of like ran out, dealt with it, ran back in and kept going. Like sometimes you just, yeah, you know, it happens. That's part Actually, of the deal. At, at nationals last year, one of our teammates started, this was round one of nationals. Um, somebody on our bench started having an asthma attack in the middle of the round. And that was the round we went against Texas A&M who were the nicest people ever. I had like, I'm from Texas. So I, you know, had some friends on the team already and, um, their closer is going like actively giving a close and they in the middle of that get like found an inhaler found water for her and she was okay but i wrote a novel for spam Duff for them i was like this team is the nicest team i've ever met well so one other thing about duke and, and we were talking about this just a few minutes ago but so we go to toro every year your your really great tournament uh and i don't even know if i have a specific question for you about this as much as i just kind of want you to tell like our listeners how great your tournament is because it's my favorite <laughs> tournament every year you guys do such a great job i love the judging i love the courthouse um you give us lunch like just tell us about how great your tournament is <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah i really appreciate it we you know pour a lot of time into it of course um yeah so this was the first year i was involved with planning toro at all um as president of the program but um yeah, we have a beautiful, beautiful courthouse in Durham County that, you know, they graciously let us use every year and, you know, bring in really good judges, have great teams come. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. I love that tournament. Um, you know, I have we love having everybody there. We work really hard on it every year. Uh, looks like this year it might have to be online. We're, we're going to see. But yeah, hopefully it'll be back. It'll be back soon. So, Sonal, you, you mentioned this in passing earlier. You mentioned uh one of your coaches, Eric Reutman, who, uh, as as our listeners, uh, hopefully our loyal listeners may remember, <laughs> was the very first person that we had talk about uh, their experience with trial by combat and was, I think, the first guest, um, after, first student guest that we had on the podcast, which was pretty cool. And, and now he's obviously coaching uh, you guys at Duke. So I, I wanted to just ask you, how has the transition gone to uh, having a coach like Eric, you know, what, you know, kind of dish about him. He got any fun stories that you can hear about, you know, Eric either thriving or messing up, hopefully. Um, but I don't know, I mean, as a student of his, hopefully you've got something for us. 
Yeah. Um, let me think. I have had Eric for the last, it's been almost two years now. He came in when I was a junior and when he was at Ohio State, he was co coached by Alex Bluebond, who was a Duke coach before that. So lots of OSU Duke symmetry going on. We, Julia Cash from OSU is also coaching Duke now, um, Eric's girlfriend. And yeah, they're they're great. I love Eric. He's one of my favorite people. I think at the beginning, he came in really strong and he was like, this is how Blue Bond <laughs> did things. This is how Duke should do things um, and scared some people off. But Eric's really just like a big teddy bear and <laughs> we all love him. Um, I'm trying to think of a good story. Were you guys coached before he got there, by the way? Yeah, so we've always been coached by Duke Law students. Okay. Yeah, that's always been how it is. So before him, our head coach was Daniel Whiteley and then Will Hawkins the year before that, who was on the Duke team that won nationals in 2012. Eric, to my understanding, is also coaching you for trial by combat. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So what's, you know, talk to us a little bit about the prep for that. I mean, you know, he has some experience, but you obviously have some experience with these online formats before. Uh, you recently, very impressively, got first place in the online competition uh, that was hosted by UCLA, um, where you got the best opening in the country. So, you know, what, what's, what is the preparation like so far? Can you just kind of give us the general overview? Oh, actually, you know what? That's my Eric story. Okay. So, uh, last year at national, sorry, I'm going off script. Last year at nationals, <laughs> um, Duke hit UVA round three, and that was the team that had Denise on it, Sabrina Grandy, who obviously are amazing. That team was so good, and this was our that was Duke's like comeback year. It was right after we hadn't made nationals, and so I was so nervous going into that round, and I was like, Eric, I have to go up against the best opener in Amja. I'm so nervous. And he goes, Sonali. And I thought he was going to say, you're the best opener in Amta, just to make me feel good, you know. But he said, Sonali, <laughs> I'm the best opener in Amta. And I wrote your speech. You're going to be fine. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. And then I won that award. And I was like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. So, you know, prepping for trial by combat, obviously, this, like, online format is different. And even the online competition, it's not really the same. Because that was just a video recording of what we do normally, you know. So, thinking about things like setup and lighting and positioning, all those sorts of things. We watched a little bit of Top Gun just to try to get an idea of, you know, what people were doing and what worked. One thing that I think is gives a lot of opportunity is because it's online, you can do more with the exhibits than you would be able to otherwise. You can do more with demonstratives than you would be able to do otherwise. And, you know, I remember this past year wanting, I don't remember exactly what it was. I wanted to do something with the map where, on a cross, but we can never do it because there's always the chance that witness won't, you know, do what you want them to or say what you want them to. But if it's online, you can sort of force it. You know, if you're like trying to mark a certain place on the map or whatever it is, you know, you don't need them to give you the exact right spot. You can just do it yourself. Um, and so we, we actually had a scrimmage this past weekend. And I think we're starting to think about new ways to use the evidence with the online format. Yeah, I, I obviously have been sort of considering the same thing as as Sydney and I have been working on on our prep, and it's it's it presents a lot of really unique challenges. Uh, and I think this kind of leads into my next question. Uh, so it's sort of a two parter, which is who's your second chair, and how are you imagining? Because that's such a different thing that that position didn't exist last year. So how are you imagining that process is going to work both in the prep and in the competition between you, Eric, and your second chair? Yeah, my second chair is my my boyfriend, my best friend, um, Seva Castleberry from Duke. He's a junior, and he's actually going to be president of the program next year. Um, 
so yeah, so we, like I said, we just did a scrimmage this past weekend. We prepped, um, we did a gladiator case in 24 hours and then scrimmage some of the other um, competitors who are going to be there. And I think like, you know, what we're thinking is since Seva is the, as the second chair, like operating the demonstratives and that kind of thing, he made all the demos sort of is like writing out the outlines for the directs and then um, working on objections since like he and I can talk during, during the round itself. And then Eric and I sort of split up speeches and crosses. And what we realized for me this weekend is that if I'm, I really need to be pretty well memorized, especially for opens, because if not, the delivery is just not what it could be. So, um, you know, we're trying to figure out how to build in as much time for me to get comfortable with the material as we can. Um, but yeah, it's definitely different. I think like having Eric and Seva, people who I love so much and trust so much on my team really makes me feel so much better. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's such a huge part of the process having been through it. Like it, you have to have just a level of comfort, uh, to be able to operate in, in a high pressure and sort of high stakes environment. Uh, yeah. so obviously TBC is, is something that you're doing this year for the first time. Is there anything, you know, it's such a unique competition. I remember doing it last year and it's like nothing else yeah. that I've ever gotten to do as a coach. So what, I mean, what aspect, this is a broad question, but but what are you most excited about when it comes to getting to do, even though it's online, it's still this incredible field, you know, what, what are you most excited about actually getting to do this competition? Honestly, I, this is not a knock against TBC at all. I feel so honored to have been invited and to be included in this group. And I think it's a really unique, um, interesting challenge, like you were saying, but I, it's just me. And I think, you know, I'm saying this obviously because we didn't get an Orcs and Nationals, but I just had so much love for my team this year. We had such a strong season. We were all so looking forward to, you know, getting to compete at Orcs, hopefully getting to compete at Nationals that it's kind of honestly sad to be doing it in a, like to be competing in a one, one-on-one one format. I'm really grateful that Regionals wasn't my last mock trial experience, but at the same time, I just like so badly wish I could be competing with my team. Um, that said, you know, I know TBC is going to be a lot of fun. I have a lot of friends who are in the field, that kind of thing. So I, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I just am, you know, missing out on that team experience. Well, you know, and and I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball here and jump out of order a little bit, but we kind of skipped this when we talked about your time at Duke, but you know, you guys, uh, you, you had an amazing 8-0 performance at regionals and you were scheduled to go to Greenville this year. And obviously Greenville was one of the three orcs that didn't happen. Uh, how how hard was that as a, as a team, as a senior? I mean, just how tough was that to have, uh, you know, your year and, and, you know, really the season end the way that it did for you guys at Duke? I mean, it was just so sad. Like I... I don't. I, I can't say enough good things about about the program at Duke, but particularly this A team. This A team that I was on this past year is the best team I've ever been on. Eric in a very mushy email after everything got uncharacteristically mushy email after everything got canceled said that it was the best team that he's ever been a part of either too. And um, I just think that you know not to you know be too bragging about myself or anything but i just loved this team every single person on it was so good i really think we had a shot of you know placing even better than we did last year i it, i don't know i think like and a lot of that talent is staying there like obviously emil zakarian who um is in my opinion the best character witness i saw all season um there's lots of other, you know, really great people on the team but um yeah me Tristan and Georgia the other senior were all 
very sad. I think once once I realized Duke had been canceled for the rest of the year, that was my first thought was mock. And, um, you know, the tournaments got canceled pretty shortly afterwards. And yeah, it was it was pretty hard for all of us. Yeah. I, and I, again, I'm sorry to bring it down, but it just. No, I mean, it, it's how it went this year, you know. Yeah, it, it is. It's such a we haven't really had a chance to talk to someone yet who who went through that. And so it just it felt like the right question to ask. But but uh, Drew, you know, it's sort of my job to bring things down and then Drew, you can bring <laughs> things back up. So how about sure. kick it back to you for a more a happier TBC question? OK, well, so uh, call it happier. Sure. I mean, you mentioned this before, Sonali, that you you know a lot of the competitors already. So I'm kind of curious is are there anyone that you're particularly excited to get to go up against in trial maybe that you haven't gotten to before, but you know them really well? Or is there anyone that you're just like, oh my gosh, please, anything? Like I just cannot face this person around. They're going to be so good. And I just, I, I have no desire to go against them. I mean, obviously everyone is very impressive, but uh, you know, kind of this is a really great celebration of the senior class, this particular uh, trial by combat. Um, I, uh, with the exception of Sydney, this is an all uh, senior field. So is there anyone that you're kind of feeling that way about going into trial by combat? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, like I've gone against a decent number of the people um, who are going to be there. Um, Dan from UVA, Harsha from GTAC. Um, but so I was saying earlier that there's a lot of Duke OSU synergy. And part of the problem there is that, you know, Eric talks very fondly, of course, of his um, his alma mater. And since having Eric as a coach, I've been so terrified to hit OSU. I just absolutely don't want to do it. And Eric has always been wanting it to happen. He was so sad when we did when we weren't in each other's division at Chicago, because that was kind of the last chance before nationals. And yeah, I just do not want to hit Bestman. I know he's so good. I know like we're friends, you know, friends, of course, through Eric. And um, I just really would like that to not happen. <laughs> Fair. I, I as as you stated, I mean, these are all intense, fierce competitors, and I, I think Matt Bestman is certainly a valid choice for someone that I would certainly not want to go against. Uh, I actually also want to talk a little more about your your prep. So, uh, Sonali, yeah. you, you earlier mentioned that you and Eric were kind of dividing up some of the speeches and crosses um, or, or cross that you were going to be I guess two crosses, yeah, uh, crosses that you're going to need to work on. Um, and I'm kind of wondering those 24 hours of prep that you have, what what kind of is the breakdown if you're willing to give it to us? You know, how much time are you planning on sleeping? How much time do you want to dedicate to the opening, to the closing? Is it that planned out or is it kind of just more of a fluid, like we'll get it and we'll do what we're passionate about? Yeah, so we did the scrimmage this past weekend and I was like, I wrote out a schedule for the three of us. I was like, this is what we're going to do. Didn't even happen. Like, what was even close? <laughs> so, um, you know, I as much as you want to be able to plan, there's some degree of it sort of just happens the way it happens. I think that, you know, we definitely want to spend a decent time, all three of us together on um, theory and theme at the beginning to make sure we're thinking about the right thing. Um, now that, you know, you can be really creative with demos with the online format. Definitely spend some time thinking about that. Um, from there, you know, Eric and I are both openers by nature, have done that most of both of our like mock careers. So uh, what we did this past time was each of us wrote one. And Eric is by far a better writer than me. So, you know, he always like will look at something that I write and then he writes a Google doc comment where he actually has just deleted everything I wrote and rewritten the entire thing. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I really trust his work and trust his writing and input. Um, it's, you know, done me well this, thus far. So 
I don't know that we have it exactly down, but yeah, he definitely is very helpful with the speeches. Um, openings much more planned out than closings. Um, crosses, I think like once I have a good idea of the pockets and what, once, what I want to do, I feel pretty comfortable with it. But I think the challenge for me is going to be feeling comfortable enough with the speeches so I can focus on really focus on the delivery so that it, you know, sounds like I want it to when I'm competing in normal mock trial, you know, obviously we never have to learn four speeches in 24 hours. Um, so what we learned this weekend is I need to be pretty comfortable with it in order to sound, you know, the way I think I normally do in trial. And Sonali, let me ask you the, the time that you have, I'm honestly not entirely sure about where you're located, where Eric's located, where your boyfriend is. Are you guys meeting in person? Are you doing all of this over Zoom? Is there any aspect of this that is still able to be face-to-face for you guys? Or is it really all kind of just you hunched over a desk in your computer, typing away and then chatting with them on Zoom or something of that sort? Yeah. Yeah. So we, how we, how we did this past weekend, everyone's in different places. So I'm in Dallas, Eric's back in Ohio and save is in California. And it honestly was okay. I was excited. It, it's a little bit lonely, but we were on FaceTime pretty much the entire time. Um, it worked out. For the actual competition, Seva is going to be coming here to Dallas, and okay. we get a visit out of that, so it works out. <laughs> um, yeah, so he'll be here. And then I think Eric is probably going to be in Ohio. Um, that's that's probably what's going to happen. Well, Sonali, it's been great having you on. And, and before we wrap up, obviously, you've talked a little bit about how this is your senior year and, and TBC is sort of the last chance you get to to do this. So I'm curious, do you know uh, what's next for you? Do you have a sense of what you're going to be doing this fall and what's next in your plans uh, now that you've graduated from Duke? Yeah, so I am taking a gap year this year, um, applying to law school in the fall to hopefully start next fall. Um I have a job opportunity in the works, but it's not for sure yet. And I don't want to jinx it. So I'm not going to say anything, but I might be moving to Virginia. That's about all I know. Well, that's exciting. And so you think like you'll go through the law school application process over the next several months and then hopefully start like the, not this coming fall, but the fall after. Yeah. Yeah. Fall 2021 is when I would hopefully be starting. So that's the plan. We'll see what happens. Everything's up in the air right now, but. Yeah, that is, Very if there's true. one thing that is true, it is that everything is up in the air. But <laughs> <laughs> so now it was great to have you on, uh, you know, best of luck in a couple weekends when we do TBC. Uh, I know you and Eric are, are going to be really successful. Maybe we'll get a chance to face each other in round. Uh, yeah, but it was, great. it was, yeah, it, that would be really fun, but it was really awesome to talk to you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Sonali. Of course. Thank you guys for having me.